Faith 180. You take your faith and you turn it around. Faith 180. Yeah. Welcome, everybody, to Faith 180, the podcast where mental health and faith collide. <coughs> that really seemed like an epic collision, but I didn't hear it on my end. Why? I didn't hear anything on my end. <laughs> Maybe you picked it up on the recording, but I heard you say what? I am one of your hosts, Mr. Tom Hazelton, and joining me as always through the power of the internet, Mr. Jordan Hamilton. Hello, Tomothy. Hi, Jordan. How you doing, buddy? It's a little bit different for me to say hello, Tomothy, but currently I've addressed everybody that I can think of. Um, I thought about possibly in- addressing in different languages. Um, but I think I'm going to save that for season two. And save that for season two. It'll be and, Jordan's uh, uh, multicultural hello. Yeah, and I, I, I think I'm going to apologize right now for every language I, I butcher. I'm not making fun of you. I promise. It's simply lack of education. Happens to the best of us, my dude. Uh, so it's been it's been a couple weeks since uh since you and I have even really talked. It's been a minute. Um. Yeah, I ran into a guy tonight who was like, you know, what happened to the podcast on on Friday? And I had to tell him the truth that um, you and I were invited on the Eras tour with Taylor Swift to, to backstage to, access. Yes, um, we did a few dance dance sequences with her, and then um, we had to come back to the podcast because that's that's what we're here to do. Um, we had to tell Taylor it was time to time to go. Yeah, I got to meet that uh, that Travis Kelsey feller. He seems like an all right guy. And... and I'll tell you what, Tom, I would say that us, me, you, Taylor, we are never, ever, ever, ever getting back together. I mean, who's Taylor Swift anyway? Ew. You go talk to my friends, talk to your friends, then talk to me. Because we e, are e- never, e- ever. E- are never getting back together. Like, Ever. This is not an endorsement for T-Swizzle, by the way. I just thought it'd be funny if we told everyone we went on the Eras tour. Because we did, because that is 100% the truth, and that is why there was no episode last week. It had nothing to do with with life just being so busy mm-hmm. that we couldn't even carve out half an hour to, to record something. Nothing to do with that. No, we even have um, recordings with, with Taylor, and we're, just, right. we're not ready to release those. You know, she uh, she recorded those and goes, you know what? I'm just going to put those in the vault for now. And, you know, maybe maybe on a future re-release, we'll uh, we'll unleash those on the world. When she goes on the centuries tour, she'll release our episode with her. Yep. Yep. So, so stick unf- around for that. Um, unfortunately, we had to sign NDAs. It was a uh, whole legal. Whole yeah, legal we're thing. not allowed to talk about it. But we have already. So maybe we should just change the subject right now. Yeah. Yeah, let's we've I've we've spent way more time talking about Taylor Swift than I wanted to. <laughs> yeah, but I'm sure some of our listeners greatly appreciate it. But with hey, that being hey, said, if, if you're if you're a T Swizzle fan, you know, I, I grew up in that era. There's some good stuff. Um, there's some bad stuff, but there's some good stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, I'm 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 not. I mean, she's kind of winning me over. I went and seen the concert film, and oh, after I heard this, yes, when when I was leaving, I was like, wow, like. There was actually some good songs. There's a couple of her albums that I like more than the others. And yeah, it's kind of chipping away at me. Old Twinkle Tom couldn't leave that movie without singing along. It's true. It got it got me going. 
So with that being said, Jordan, we are here. We are recording. It is a new episode this week. How you feeling, my guy? Um, I'm feeling pretty good. Um, yeah. Uh, obviously, we didn't go on the errors tour, um, but we did take a break. Did uh, you lie to our listeners? Did we lie to our listeners? I stretched the truth. We went on an errors tour. It was just very local. We played one venue. <laughs> <laughs> Uh yeah, our tour went to Wedgeport. That was it. But hey, we doubled our audience overnight. That's true. That is true. Uh no, I've been I've been really good, Tom. Quite quite well actually. Um one of the things right now that I'm working through uh spiritually, and you know what, why not talk about it? Is uh just keeping my concentration uh vertically, so upwards and not so much horizontally. Um that is something I'm working through right now. So, hey, if you're listening and you want to say a prayer for me and Tom, um, I could certainly use it. Um, God's trying to get my attention about something. I just don't know what it is. So um, I think I just got to lean in more and hopefully get a response. But outside of that, I've been good. I'm really happy with my job, uh, my new job. Uh, it's been an incredible journey with them, a great company to work for. And um we're growing rapidly. So I think God has his hand in that as well. Um, Cause I've never really had this much fun at work and uh, I've just been enjoying it, even though I'm on the road and away from home um, a good chunk. Uh, there is light at the end of the tunnel. Um, we're going to embrace a really nice uh, Christmas season, holiday season, and just take some time this year to spend it with Adeline and my wife and, uh, it's going to be very relaxing. So I'm going to pound the pavement until that time comes. And um, things have been very good. Yeah. How's, how's, awesome. uh, how's Tomothy? Uh, we're, we're getting through. I mean, our uh, last time we were talking, I was telling you about our home renovation projects. Home renovation projects have actually expanded, <laughs> much to the stress of everybody in the house. And it, and, it's not like bad expansion. It's not like, you know, we're tearing down walls and it's like, oh, well, we need to fix this. You know, this is rotten. This is whatever. No, like it's all been good. Like house is in fantastic condition for the age it is. But we were planning on doing a bathroom renovation in the spring. I mean, you've you've peed in my toilet. I mean, we've recorded a couple episodes <laughs> of the podcast in there like it. I think it, I've it, also it, it gone pretty... behind your your uh, she shed. It's all like a very ghetto bathroom. I tell people every time they come to my house, pay no attention to my ghetto bathroom. Hey, hey it, 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 it's a place to go and it flushes. What else do you want? It's true. So while we've been doing the front hallway, the guy doing all the work, he's like, you know what? All of your plumbing is exposed now. Just do the renovation now instead of tearing it back down and doing it in the spring. I'm like, that makes sense. But yeah, like there was, oh, there was a so week. you're you're suggesting there's a new throne for me to sit on? Yes. Yes. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. This is much bigger than what you're making out to be. You renovated the recording studio? I did. Unbelievable. So I won't have I to sit on that hole anymore? No. This is phenomenal. This is I a break, this is a breakthrough. For the record, tonight's episode, uh, t- this week's episode, completely unscripted. Um, well, kind of, we have ideas of where we want to go, but we yeah, thought... we don't script, we don't script no, our episodes. We, we really we, don't. 
it's just um, we lay out like where we want to go or what we what we think makes sense, and then we kind of just play it by ear, um, which is exactly what's going to happen tonight. But why not freestyle it? Um, we still have some great content, I think, in this. So anyway, continue on there, Tom. Thanks for updating the recording studio. Really You're welcome. It. Uh, I mean, there was a week there during the renovations. We were literally down to our kitchen and one bedroom. So we had, you know, our son bunked in with us in the bedroom for a while. And yeah, but as things are getting completed and as the rooms are opening back up, I feel the stress being slightly lifted off my shoulders. But yeah, it's a uh, it's a process and it's coming. Is the and wall you know behind what? you? Is that wall behind you? Is that for a fresh wall? Fresh paint? Uh, no, this, I'm in my dining room. Oh, oh, that's not where we record. No, we no. record in the bathroom. Yeah, that's way too civil to record in a dining room of course that would just be silly it but would be, no it would be it would be tom foolery oh ho, ho. that's that's what i use for all of my online gaming aliases but you didn't know that um foolery yes but yeah and and works work yeah i'm really happy to hear you're happy with your job that makes me happy to hear and yeah just go from there. I'm happy. I'm very happy. Um, what do you want to talk about t- tonight, Tom? Want to do a Tom talk? I'll do a Tom talk. Let's there's do a Tom Ted, talk. There's Ted talks and now there's Tom talks. So Tom, Tom talk. Tom has some sort of question for me that we're going to chat about. And just off the hop, this this might not be you know as long as an episode is traditional, which is fine. Um, some of the shorter ones have some of the best content. So it's true. Tom is going to ask me some questions or i don't know i have no idea what he told me that he's been wanting to ask me this forever so um go ahead tom jordan the question that i that's been weighing on my mind jordan that i've been mustering up the courage to ask you is will you go to prom with me well tom i didn't think you would ever ask but i'm gonna have to check with my lawyer Okay, cool. Uh, no, but but in all seriousness, while you and I, you and I have been taking a a course, uh, which we've alluded to over a couple episodes here, and a couple weeks ago during one of the discussions, I don't remember if it was you that said it. I'm ninety nine percent sure it was you that said it. Oh wow, it's, it's a shame that we don't have the ability to go back and like play them, somehow. right? And it's kind of kind of just been bouncing around in my head and I'm just like, wow, like, yeah, I kind of I kind of get what he's saying. You were talking about where you are currently in your faith. And the phrase you used was the honeymoon phase is over. It was it you that said this. I believe it was you that said this. I believe it was me that said this. And and that's that is correct. Yeah, and I've kind of been bouncing that around my head quite a bit lately because we see all the time we see people who are new to faith, they come into the church, they're super excited, they you know, they get saved and I'm using air quotes when I say that because in in my opinion too many people get baptized thinking it's the be all end all salvation when really it's just you getting on the starting blocks of salvation, yeah. uh, the starting blocks of the marathon. So they come in, they get saved. 
they they start diving into the Bible and they're all like J E S U S yes you know all the cool stuff he does all the miracles all whatever. Then they start diving into the Old Testament and then Old Testament God he's kind of scary. Uh, maybe he goes against some of the things they personally believe. And then the honeymoon phase is over, and then they really need to start challenging their faith. Mm-hmm. And we see it all the time of of uh, you know faith burnout i guess you can call it for lack of a better term and it can go one of two ways it's either people are going to stonewall and they're not going to grow in their faith and maybe they stagnate maybe they they walk away or they use it as an excuse to dive deeper into their faith so when you had kind of said the honeymoon phase is over I just kind of want you to elaborate a little bit more on that, like what you're feeling and whatnot and, and what you're doing yeah. to <laughs> to not get stuck. Yeah. So for you to, to kind of marinate and, and think on an answer before you give me an answer, when when you said it, I I kind of thought to myself, yeah, like the honeymoon's over for me, too, and it has been for a while. And yeah. <laughs> You really got to carve out the time to keep growing in in your faith because you can't just keep going to the same scriptures in the Bible that you did when you were first new and fresh because eventually those don't fill you up anymore. I don't know if I told you this analogy before, but I had one person tell me a while ago and they're they're kind of going through some stuff with their faith and they're like, you know, I keep reading the same Bible verses, the ones that used to, you know, give me like used to fill me up, used to give me a bunch of hope and they don't anymore. And I, I just told them, I'm like, well, you're, you're in a different part of your faith journey. So what filled you up before isn't going to do it now. Like you're, you're craving something different right now. It's like being hungry for tacos, but you go out and you get a pizza instead. You're still going to be full, but you're not going to be satisfied. I'm just kind of, just kind of wondering if you would like to elaborate a little bit more on what you meant when you said that. Yeah, um, I yeah. This wasn't the what I was going to bring up to discuss with you. Um, I'm currently living living it, um, and I think you are too. And mm-hmm. it became important to me to identify that. And let me start by saying, you know, the honeymoon phase example given. You you know, you're young. You just get married. Um, everything's new. It's exciting. You're happy. You're in love. You're holding hands. And then all of a sudden, without you even really knowing that it's happening, it becomes less exciting. Um, things become dull. Clarity isn't quite there. And yeah, you're hundred percent right. The things that, you know, people gravitate to for, spiritual help or guidance or uplifting or anything like that it's the same thing like before you know it um those things that initially kind of brought you in and tethered you to your relationship with jesus they're still there but it becomes more difficult Mm -hmm. um things aren't as shiny you start to have to uh what's the best word to put here um you need to make like an intentional decisions and 
constantly put your guard up, if that makes any sense. Um, I remember, you know, I probably, the honeymoon phase for me was probably about a year, um, roughly nine months to a year. And, and first of all, there's nothing wrong with it. I think a lot of people are going to get to this point. Um, and, and you have to make a decision, um, you know, do I want this hard task of following Jesus or do I want to just slide back into, you know, norms and traditions that you took part in prior to building a relationship with God. And that's kind of what I meant by it is it just without you even really noticing, you wake up one day and you go, you know, where, where is God? Like, why aren't I as happy when I wake up that the sun's out, you know? And because you've alluded to that before in, in previous episodes, like you were at a point where it was just you woke up and you're like, oh, sweet. Another day and the sun is shining. Right. Right. And I, I want I'm glad you brought it up because it's it's fun to talk about. And um, you can get stagnant in your Christianity. And yep. one of the things, you know, that uh, I've been working on in the last six months is developing and forming the relationship with my wife and part of that uh, predominantly looks like finding things that are still new fun and exciting but also revisiting the old and and trying to extrapolate extrapolate some good from that but yeah things you know things just aren't as shiny um, all of a sudden and it becomes a challenge um not only are things not as shiny, but the negative side of faith and the church structure and everything else, I find myself seeing yeah, it, that it, more often. Yeah, it flares up. And I think like, you know, the things that were shiny for you, now you're, you know, you're a certain period extended from your commitment to follow Jesus. And we have to keep in mind that the enemy is constantly shining things in our faces mm-hmm. and, and those things become equally as shiny to the thing, like to the things that were attractive when you, you started your journey with Jesus. So all that is fine. It's, oh, yeah. it's normal. It's okay. I think a lot of people get out of the honeymoon phase and then they, they think that, you know, God's disappeared or, and, and here's what, here's my thought process. Okay. And I, I said earlier that I thought it was ironic that you brought this up because I was at dad's group earlier. Um, it's a group of roughly 12 men in the church and we're all dads and we all sit down and, and talk through things. And tonight's session was phenomenal. Um, one of the things I brought up, and I'm not going to speak for anyone else because it's a it's a sacred space, but I just brought up that I'm struggling with this season, and that's a good way to look at it is as a season. And the thing about seasons are they change, mm-hmm. and and I think that mentality is very helpful because it lends itself to the fact that there is a new day coming. If we were just constantly in one season, it would well, it's like you know. You hear about people in the the north where some some months it's it's always daylight or always dark. That is almost like mentally challenging mm. um, when there is no daybreak or 
or time. And I don't know. What's the best way to put that? Oh, man, I'm blanking. It's just being stuck in the darkness, you know? Like, Yeah. Well, yeah, that's it. Um, You can be stuck in the darkness. But if you start looking at your life in seasons, you have to, A, put your trust in, in faith in Jesus. Um, That's one of the biggest things. And then secondly is being cognizant. So what I brought up tonight with the group is that, you know, I'm in this state of mind where my mental health is probably the best it's ever been. Mm-hmm. Um, and when that tends to happen, I have traditionally always looked at it as being me. Okay. So I'm the reason I'm getting better. I don't need medication. I have figured this out. And then you start to pull away from your relationship with Jesus because you start to think that the things that are happening were you all along. And that is not the case. Obviously you lend yourself to those things, but predominantly that season of your life, the honeymoon season that was brought to you by the one, the only Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, and here's what, here's what happened with me. And I find this interesting instead of like my traditional self, you know, all of a sudden I feel like I have my mental health under control and then I just go and drop the ball because I thought it was me and I thought I didn't need medication. Um, that has always, this, this feels different. And the reason I say it is because I'm now cognizant of my relationship with Jesus and it's constantly reminding me that I'm only going to receive when I pour into him. And the question that I've been fighting with God about is, you know, I'll sit down and I'll go like, God, where are you? Where, where is all the excitement I had? Where is all the joy? And it's not to say that I'm not joyful and excited. There's just an element that doesn't feel exactly the same. Um, It feels like a challenge to maintain my relationship with Jesus. And I think that's the whole point is it's not supposed to be easy. I think he gives us these glimpses of what the kingdom can be like. And then he says, okay, here I am challenging you, putting your faith to the test. The ball is in your court. So I kept asking him like, like, why, why can't I feel the way I felt six months ago? And my answer in front of 10 men tonight was simple. I'm not doing the things I was doing six months ago. I'm not, reaching out to him as much. I'm not in my Bible as much. I'm not actively seeking the kingdom as much. Mm -hmm. And the craziness of it all is that I know this and it's still tough, extremely tough. And I just think it's a discipline. And I think he's got me out of my honeymoon season and he's testing me and saying, now is where you're really going to grow and develop. Now is where you can make decisions that can alter the course of your life. And I'm going to be here along for the ride, but you still need to pour into me. You can't just be thankful for the last six months and expect that, you know, your faith journey is going to remain consistent. It's, it's very much up and down. I think if you ask any long term, uh, you know, Bible believing Christian, what the relationship with God is like, it is a rocky 
road. Mm-hmm. And it comes back to the, if it was straight and narrow, then there's no point of faith. Right. And one of the questions Pastor Dave asked tonight in our men's group was, if there's anything that God could give you that would change the, um, that would drastically change the trajectory, the trajectory of your life, what would it be? And what would it be for you, Tom? If God could give you anything to drastically change the trajectory of your life, what would it be? In all honesty, just more time, <laughs> like more, more time to do like, this is going to sound totally selfish, but more time to do things that I'm not doing for anybody else. Right. You know yeah. what I mean? In yep. like work or, you know, what have you just more time. I don't want to say free time because I do have free time, but just more time to be able to do more studying and more reading and more whatever that, that would be what I, what I would say. Um, cause, cause I say, I say a lot of the time, like I wish, I wish I had a job where I was able to, you know, spend more time like reading a Bible or just dropping into the church or, you know, going to coffee with somebody to talk or what have you. But unfortunately I don't. And, you know, I'm at work all day, you know, eight 30 to five. And then I come home and then hang out with my kid before he goes to bed. And then I go to bed and, you know, mm. so that that's what I wish that he could give me is just more time to be able to dedicate to, I don't want to say myself because I wouldn't dedicate it to, to myself being guilty with my time, you know, just more time. You know, I would read my Bible more. I would dive into scripture more. I would whatever. So yeah, that, that's what he could gift me is more time. So I'll give you my answer now, Tom. Um, and in my opinion, it, it was the right answer. And then, um, we kind of, I kind of thought about it more and now I'm unsure. So maybe we can talk about it for a minute. I thought for like two seconds and I was like, Oh, yep, this is easy. And I wrote down the plan he has for me and my life. Okay. Like here, just here it is. This is, this is where you're going to go. This is where you're heading. This is where you're going to end up. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then I realized there's no way in the world I want to know that. No, because that, that takes away, uh, that takes away the, the journey. No, my reasoning is just simply like, like if you look at the course of history, like if I knew God's plan for me, I would surely Marty McFly's parents that and mess it up completely. That is what came to my mind next was like, you know, no, it's in his hands for a reason. And then that was like so eye opening for me. God holds our plan in his hands for a reason because he knows if we had it, we would do we'd make such a mess of it, which oh, yeah. you, which we're currently all, you, all doing. Um you would just focus on on the end game and miss everything along the way anyway. And I loved your Back to the Future reference, by the way. Yeah, um, I mean, just but, but that's just, exactly it. Just because he lays out the plan for you doesn't mean that like the whole free will element disappears. It's not like right. you know you you still uh, operate independently. And I think if I knew the treasures and the gifts and the blessings God wants to bestow on me and you and everybody that we would just get so caught up in that that we miss the relationship with him and its actual benefits in our lives. So 
um you know off the hop yeah kind of a brilliant answer um not to toot my own horn um but uh, you know, toot, a, a lot of guys were like you know money or something like this and i was just like you know what what if i knew what his plan was for me because there's so many times where like we beat our head against the wall and say you know if, god like tell me like what what is the answer? What am I supposed to do next? Show me the way. And we, we both know we've talked about this. God doesn't, God's not instant gratification, which is why society struggles with it. Um, me too. It's yeah, it's pretty normal. And I've so, said it before. I said it before and I'll say it again. God's not instant gratification. We work on his timeline and what's several months, several years to an eternal being. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think I want like, it's like I do want to know, but I don't want to know. I don't want to know. I because I think I think what he genuinely wants for us to receive at at the end is so much more than we can even comprehend right now. That we would just fixate and and it wouldn't end well. So yeah, good good Tom talk. Um, so you're not you're not getting out of that that easily. No, nope, I'm running by. <laughs> so this is your chance to amend your answer. What would what would it be that he could give you right now, now knowing that knowing what the end game is, isn't what would be best for you? And you don't need to elaborate. You can just give me an answer and then we just call it. But what would be your answer now? Uh, simple, simple. The discipline to remain constantly engaged and looking vertically to him. Um, that would ease so much stress and and not anxiety but just you know the fear of going off track again would be gone Mm. again the human element of being human is that we kind of dictate our path and um i just think that if i'm not going to know what his plan is i want the discipline to remain grounded in jesus so that I can make sure I live out his plan. You know what I mean? Beautiful. Yeah. yeah. How did I do? Was that correct? I, I, if it's correct for you. Well, no, you have to say that is correct. No, I'm not going to do that. That is correct. I'm going to say that was a great answer. That was a great answer. That was Tom, everybody. That was not Yeah, he sounded just like me. I sound just like Tom. <laughs> sound just like Tom. You're listening to Tom Hazelton on Q105.7. <laughs> And next but, up, next up, we've got some good jams for you. We got some Miley Cyrus and some Justice Beaver. And, Justice uh, Beaver, that's right. Don't forget about our footlong giveaway uh, today. Only a cold cut footlong sub to our seventy third caller. And uh, <laughs> considering we only have fifty two listeners, it might take a while, folks. So <laughs> if you want that footlong cold cut combo, call in. Tom Hazelton, Q105.5. Perfect. I closed my eyes for a second there, and it's like I was hearing myself. I loved it. It was like Tom was hearing himself, folks. <laughs> Jordan, buddy, thanks for jumping on, you know, getting getting something recorded. You know? Yeah, before we go, like, here's the thing, Tom. I started taking um, polar dips. Oh, yeah, you were kind of mentioning this. Do you yeah. want to come with me? Let me maybe let me explain. Okay, so a couple weeks ago, a friend of mine on worship, and he listens to this. Hey, Pete. Um, he approached me and he's like, uh, I said, What are you doing this afternoon? I'm like, what's for lunch? And he goes, uh, you know, me and the fam are gonna jump in the lake. I was like, Okay. For fun. <laughs> 
he's like yeah we, we we're gonna do like a little polar dip and at the time it was like 10 degrees um and it wasn't a terrible idea i didn't think and he went for it and i was like you know what i'm kind of i feel convicted to to do it and in my mind it's less about like the cold water therapy benefits it's really i think for me and him both um it's it's more about overcoming just the mental toughness of it it's not overly taxing um it's just the getting in part which is right which is a huge hurdle to overcome but the the reward from that has been tremendous for my mental health i feel a sense of accomplishment and uh so yeah the first time we went uh we just jumped in we ran and we ran and went for it and i lasted about 12 seconds and i started running out um pete lasted a little bit longer that time but again probably the wrong way to begin uh polar dipping so anyway uh we started kind of getting more and more interested in it and just kind of the whole mental aspect of it and it's really all about mind control and breathing so once you're in if you can if you can get your breathing under control which is the mental part of it is just calming yourself and and relaxing and understanding that your body is designed to climatize uh, to a certain extent obviously if you stay in there for too long you can get hypothermia but under 10 minutes, under five minutes, that's, it's not bad for, you know, in my opinion, my legs feel great. My body feels great. So anyway, um, fast forward to the second time, the overall time we spent in the water that day was like seven minutes based on the recording I had made. So then I had this brilliant idea of going out to my parents' house, um, cause they have a swimming pool and uh, I called my dad and I was like, Hey dad. Uh, is your pool full of mold or what grows in pools? Algae. Algae. Yeah. He's like, no, but it's covered in ice and snow. And I was like, oh, that's even better. He goes, why? I said, well, I'm going to come out and jump in it. No, you're not. You're you're crazy. You're <laughs> you're going to cut yourself on the ice. I said, no, I'm going to like, I'm not just going to run and jump. I'm going to break a hole and then just slide into it. So I got out there. It's like minus six. Um, I was in shorts and a t-shirt, flip flops, and being politely lectured by my mother about uh, hypothermia and everything she politely knows. lectured. Yeah, <laughs> everything she knows about hypothermia and uh, you know the whole part of the uh, the polar dipping is mind control and and breathing. And when you have somebody in the background yelling that you're going to slip under the ice and not be able to swim out. <laughs> I love you, mom. Um, it becomes hard to find your Zens. I was like, yeah, I need, I was like, I know I can do this. I'd been outside for about 20 minutes in the, just the air. My body had kind of dropped and she's like, Oh, why don't you come inside and warm up first? And then, and then go in. I was like, that would be a terrible idea. I, like I'm already at the point where I'm comfortable with the air temperature. So anyway, slid, I slid in, went to my um, my chest level, basically. I had one, uh, you, you'll see when I send you a video, I had one kind of arm tucked in and then the other I was just holding on to the wall. But within 10 seconds, I found my breathing and I just stayed there for like four minutes, three, four minutes, and uh, felt great. It 
it enhances awesome. my mood tremendously. You feel a sense of accomplishment. Uh, it wouldn't matter if you went for a minute. It It's just what it does for your mental health is what's been driving me to do it. So I just wanted to bring it up. You know, if you, if you're interested, maybe we could take a video going together and let's do it that on our YouTube channel. Yeah. hundred percent. Um, we can I'm start, down for that someday. We can certainly go out to the pool. Um, yeah. we've been going on Sundays, but like this week I went twice. I went Saturday at my parents and then, um, me and Pete and his wife decided to go Sunday night in the dark. And we sat in Lake Milo yeah i'll i'll put it to you this way i'm finally getting a bathtub in my house so i will practice in my bathtub yeah I've never I, had a, I've never... i'd honestly like to get like one of those me that's like a horse feeding tub or something that, yeah, i know what you mean the big metal ones yeah yeah that's all i really want for like the back porch and then all you do is you just fill it once and then all winter you just break the ice hop in and yeah. sit for five minutes but see i did i did a lot of that when i was um at doing athletics like uh canada games rugby we did a lot of ice baths um just as like a recovery mechanism so right i'm familiar with the experience and what it feels like and i think that's helped me overcome the potential pain but it's mind over matter and uh you know well, i say i say we start doing it brother well, this isn't this isn't are, necessarily so. an endorsement for polar dipping but it, it isn't an i'll endorsement give it a try for finding something that gives you a sense of accomplishment. Cause I know for some people it's like running some people it's fitness, you know, don't obsess about it. That can become a distraction to right. your relationship with God. Uh, and it can be used to cover up, you know, actual mental health things that you, you end up burying under the table. But if you're doing like, we, we don't really think about it. Like he'll just text me Sunday, this Sunday, I'm sure. And be like, yo, we're going swimming. Um, People think we're nuts, but uh, it feels great. You just it works for you. Let's let's do it. Um, if you're listening and you want to see me and Tom get into an icy swimming pool, um, please comment below whatever you're listening to this on, or send us an email at faith180crew at gmail.com. Uh, we would love to hear from you anyway, so just send us an email at faith180crew at gmail.com. If if it takes shorty shorts, then I'll do it. Um, I'll do shorty shorts. Uh, <laughs> I think I think though I think like it'd be an interesting video because I think I could I, talk, I think I can talk you through it. Um, I think I can talk you through it to the point where you actually don't mind it. I yeah. I, I, well, I truly do. I think um, it'd be an interesting an interesting experiment for sure. It's every time I think about it, it's like a no. That's a hard no. Like nope, that's not enjoyable. The whole the whole experience, and then I just remember the feeling of success. Yeah, and. Every time I'm walking out of that water, it feels like it's 40 degrees outside and sunny That's awesome. because it just, at that point, you don't care, right? Yeah. It's like mission accomplished. Uh, and the fun part is when we do it, everybody driving by honks, waves, they're like, what are you guys doing? Like, <laughs> you're insane. So. Oh, awesome, buddy. So yeah. with that, I say we wrap it up. Uh I think we'll quickly touch on the fact that we have what three more episodes left until our season finale, two, couple more, uh, th- uh two, two before the finale, yeah. So, yeah. well, I don't see we elaborate too much just in case plans fall through. But yeah, there's yeah. a good there's a good chance one of our guests is giving birth in a week. 
Yeah, at the end of the day, um, it's been a great season. I think yeah. we've we've grown tremendously. It's Same. just it's just fun to get on and chat. Oh yeah, like it's it's just as much for my benefit and pleasure as it is for our regular listeners. Like, yeah, I look yeah. forward to these chats with you too. But it's kind of funny because I have people who who mentioned to me about how oh you and Jordan must hang out all the time and talk all the time, and I'm like, you know what, like. We really only talk when we're recording. <laughs> yeah, so, which I think is is healthy. healthy. I've thought about that. Like, yeah, like you hear all the time about like guys that start things together and then they're always together, and then there's next yeah. thing you know they're not doing things together. Yeah. Um, I don't mind this because it keeps. I don't either. It keeps things fresh. Um, that's not to say like we don't hang out with each other because because we do. We do, yeah. Um, yeah. But just not like I'm not at Tom's house every day. He's not at mine. He's right. He, he participates with youth and hosting. I'm on the worship ministry, which is yeah. uh, which is a completely different night of the week. And yeah. then Sunday mornings, depending on the day, we're both in the building from uh, 7 a.m. till 12 p.m. 12:30 yeah. p.m. So, yeah. um, this is the best time for us to connect and. I hope that resonates um, to the listeners that, you know, it, it feels authentic because it is. And I just hope that if your honeymoon season is over, that you'll, you'll continue to lean in more. Um, yeah. My, my best advice and something I'm struggling, but praying about and working through is, you know, when I'm not hearing from God, I just looked at myself and said, why? And he just screamed back at me because you're not doing the things mm-hmm. I tell you to do. And that's my encouragement today is if you're out of that honeymoon phase, you're in a season where you're not hearing from God, lean in. And it's tough. It's tough. Grab your Bible, park the car, have a conversation with him. Tell him that it's tough. Yeah. Say, you know what? Listen, Jesus, right now I'm out of the honeymoon season. I'm not hearing from you, but I want to and make the first move. I, I can't guarantee anything, but you know, as frustrating as it is when you're not hearing from him and you can be frustrated and it can build up and then you get, maybe you get angry. I don't know what it is, but there is no better feeling than when he just screams in your face after not hearing from him for a while. And you're like, Whoa, where did that come from? Yeah. Like, oh yeah. It's, yeah. It's and, amazing. and I was telling somebody too, actually, um, pastor Brett, not Smith, the other one, yep. um, Brett too. And, uh, I call them B one and B two, like the bananas and pajamas. Yeah. I was telling uh, pastor Brett that like my wife and I recently received a blessing, um, oh, good. to our current situation. And, uh, it, it was a family gift. And, um, all I can say is that, you know, I could have chalked that up as being, you know, just someone being someone. Um, but I really took that as God telling me, like, I'm still here and remind, mm. reminding me to lean in. Um, I'm not taking that for granted. I don't think that was like, a, okay, I'm rewarding you. I think that was a, I'm getting your attention, but mm. through a blessing. Yeah. And, and I want you to know that I'm still here. And then I do the same thing. Well, how come I can't hear from you? And then he yells back, because you're not doing the things I tell you to do. So anyway, encouragement today, guys, everybody listening, just, you know, 
when all things are telling you to lean out, I'm telling you lean in. Yeah, I want to send everybody off with that encouragement. Tom, today's been fun. I thought you brought a great question. We hope you really liked this episode. If you do, please share, like, subscribe, do all the things that people are supposed to do for other people that make things for people. And um, yeah, and, it's... And, and the reason why we always tell and why every content creator tells you to like, share, comment is because that's what helps beat the algorithm. Plain and simple. Correct. And the more you, The more you like it, the more you share it, the more you interact, the more we get pushed out to more people. Yep. Yep. And if you like our message and want to share it with people, then please, we encourage you to do so. Um, and don't be is, a stranger. Reach out to us at yeah. faithunitycrew at gmail.com. Stop us at church. Uh, comment on Spotify. I mean, you can interact there. Yeah, just, just reach out to us. We love hearing from you. All right, Jordan. It's uh, Tom Hazleton here. And um, just I'm going to take us out here with a great jam that's uh, currently topping the charts. It's the Faith 180 jingle. So, uh, uh, folks, I'm going to just sing it myself here. It's um, uh, just bear with me. It's Faith 180. You take your faith and you turn it around. Faith 180. Yeah. I wish I had that singing voice. Faith 180 is an independent podcast featuring, produced, and edited by Thomas Hazelton and Jordan Hamilton. Got a question, suggestion, or a story of your own Faith 180? Email faith180crew at gmail.com. Faith 180 is available everywhere you get your podcasts. Don't forget to leave a review and turn on notifications for when a new episode goes live. Thank you for listening, and remember... You are worthy of God's grace.